Ken Carter, and this is the On Mission Together podcast of the Florida Conference of the United Methodist Church. It's a conversation today with uh, two really great people, Molly McIntyre and Alex Shanks. Uh, Molly is uh, uh, one of the leaders uh, on the staff in our annual conference in Mission. Uh, she's also a member of the of the board of directors of the General Board of Global Ministries, and Alex uh, is assistant to the bishop, a leader in our conference. Uh, we're having this conversation because they are actually the lay and clergy leaders of our delegation to the General Conference, the Call General Conference in St. Louis that's coming up in February. And we wanted you to know a little bit more about them. They're really remarkable people. So uh, hello, Molly and Alex. It's great to be great to be with you. Uh, You both have a history with the United Methodist Church in Florida, uh, and you've been called to really this significant place of leadership in this important season. So I'd just like to ask each of you just to introduce yourselves. Uh, Many people know you, but a few people may not know you. Um, Just introduce yourself to people who might not have met you yet. Well, I'll go first. Uh, I moved to Florida when I was in high school and uh, was a member of Grace Methodist in Merritt Island and uh, part of a great church and a youth group there and then went to camp. Um, And that's really where my connection with the Florida Conference began, both as a camper and then a counselor uh, on the team. I went to Florida Southern College and was connected with First Methodist in Lakeland on the staff there. Uh, throughout that time. And then after my time in seminary, I served two churches in South Florida, Christ Church and Coral Springs, and just have a passion for Florida um, and for our conference. And so many of the people I met at camp and across those years are mentors in my life and connected me to this great conference and have been thrilled to walk alongside of you, Bishop Carter, these last few years as the assistant to the bishop and work with our team in the cabinet. Yeah, thank you. Um, So I was born in Florida. I am very much so a Florida girl. Uh, My father is a United Methodist pastor, so I have been Methodist my entire life. Um, But I had the incredible privilege of spending majority of my time in one local church. And that local church just instilled me and taught me about missions, taught me what it meant to serve not only locally, but also globally. Um, I had the incredible privilege of attending uh, Warren Willis United Methodist Camp, where they taught me truly what it meant to be a leader in my community um, in the United Methodist Church. Um, I actually chose to go to Florida State University because of the Wesley Foundation, um, where I also had the incredible um, privilege of being under Vance Rains. Um, who taught me truly what it meant to love all people. Um, So I have a big investment in the United Methodist Church, especially in Florida, because of it's who I am. Um, The reason I am who I am is because of the United Methodist Church and um, the things that I've learned through campus ministries and through um, our camps. Thank you. And uh, Molly, uh, people who know you know that you really have a passion for mission, for God's mission, and for you have an enlarged perspective on this world and how God's working throughout this world. So how did that begin to happen? What were some of the experiences that sort of were important to you along the way? Yeah, so when I was in sixth grade, I'll never forget, I was sitting in my um, youth group, or sitting in the youth group room, and 
our youth director showed a video about UMCOR. And it was mostly about Sudan at the time. And I remember sitting there saying, oh my gosh, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to be a part of. And my local church poured into me because they knew I was passionate about missions and serving. They taught me to not only serve locally, but also globally. And I remember they would even allow me to do presentations to the groups. Um, one was a Dar on Darfur. So imagine, you know, a 13-year-old girl doing a presentation on Darfur, uh, genocide, not very exciting. But then they um, backed me up with my dreams. So I learned a lot about HIV and AIDS mm -hmm. through projects in the United States. And then when I was 18 years old, I said, you know what, I'm not going to college, I'm going to go live in Kenya. And they backed me up That's again. <laughs> yeah, so I went and lived in Kenya um, for a couple of months as an 18-year-old, and I really learned. Everybody says, well, what did you do on that trip? And I always say, I learned from the locals. I learned what it meant to serve. I learned what it meant to empower people. And really, I learned how to learn on that trip. Um, and so it was an incredible opportunity. And then in 2008, I got to go see uh, Zoe Ministries in Rwanda, which completely changed my view on how we serve uh, locally and globally. Um, so those are just a few of the um, situations. But really, I had a local church that believed in me as, a, as an 11-year-old child and continued to back me and my, my dreams. And um, so that's really what shaped me to be involved in missions. That's amazing, and UMCOR is the United Methodist Committee on Relief, and you had those experiences and dreams, and now you actually uh, sit on the governing board of very significant mission work around the world, right? What's that like? That's absolutely incredible. When you see, um, so I think about UMCOR and what not only impact, we all often hear about after a hurricane. You know, UMCOR is always the last out after a hurricane. But there's so much going on with UMCOR and to see and hear and be a part and, and knowing that, um, that we all are a part of UMCOR since we're all United Methodists is such a beautiful thing. And um, even um, sustainable development, you know, the things that UMCOR is doing will not only transform us, but it will transform the entire world. Um, so it's such an incredible and, and important thing to be a part of. Um, and it's also really cool when you see how far, when you donate to um, something like UMCOR, how far your dollars go and, and you know, the, the resources that they provide to people locally and globally. That's great. Uh, and Molly, you're a lay person and you've done all this as, as, as a member of the church, as a lay leader of the church. Uh, and Alex, you're a pastor. Uh, serving now in administration and oversight and leadership, but you had significant experience as a pastor of two of our most vital churches, and I know that's really critically important to you. Uh, talk to us about um, why the local church matters uh, to you and, and, and should to all of us. Yeah, I would say that for me, the heart of my ministry has been uh, believing that the local church is the primary place where disciples are made. Um, it is the mission field that we've been called to. Um, and for me as a pastor to watch people come into a church 
who are lost or broken or alone or afraid and to meet uh, the, the grace and love of Jesus through the ministry of that church, through its worship, through its discipleship, through its mission ministry. Um, I have seen lives completely transformed uh, in our local churches. And there are vital churches throughout Florida of every size and in every part of our state. Uh, I significant part of my time as a local church pastor was in South Florida, a very diverse part of our state where people spoke different languages, came from different backgrounds, and to see a church fully reach out and empower uh, people to be uh, to find Christ and to be transformed by the love of Christ and to be sent out by the power of the Holy Spirit to reach more people is a powerful witness. And honestly, what we do day in and day out as a conference, as a denomination, none of it matters if we're not fully emphasizing and supporting the work of our vital local churches. It's the primary focus of our ministry and it's where disciples are made. And I believe that what we're trying to do uh, as a general conference delegation is to lift up and bear witness to the ministry of our local churches all around Florida and around the world. Right. Uh, and as I listen to this conversation, I mean, Molly's a layperson, Alex is a clergy. Uh, Molly's talking about mission. Alex is talking about the local church. Uh, and it just all has to work together, it seems to me, that, that uh, you need strong local churches as a base for doing mission in the world. But if you're not doing mission in the world, then the local church can be very internally focused. Uh, and uh, I just appreciate each of the perspectives you bring to this. Uh, and your leadership. Alex was also one of the pastors of one of the fastest growing United Methodist churches in our denomination. Uh, and, and you both are just seen by people, even though you are, um, you know, 40 years old and, and below in age. So uh, you're, you're seen as real leaders and you're just a gift to us. So, so the other question I wanted to just uh, surface uh, is uh, you've got deep roots in Florida, in the Florida Annual Conference of, of our church. Um, and, and you know the conference, you have relational networks across the conference. A lot of the people listening to this will know you. Um, as you think about this context, the state of Florida, the Florida Conference, what's unique or special, challenging, or, or really exciting to you about ministry in Florida, mission in Florida? Um, I would say um, I absolutely love that we are such a diverse church in Florida. You know, we have our our Haitian brothers and sisters, our Cuban brothers and sisters, and um, that's very important to me, to be part of a, a diverse group. And Florida really backs our, um, our lay people and our clergy, um, and, and no matter the skin color, the... Um, what they look like, and that's very, very important to me. And I will add another very important thing to me is is our camps and our Wesley Foundations. And I think that Florida has has always backed our camps and Wesley Foundations. And I think of the reason I am the way I am is because I I had the privilege of being able to grow up in in our camps and then go to our Wesley Foundations and. And I think that that's very important. We often hear of stories of another camp closed and another conference, another Wesley Foundation. And I think that that says a lot that 
Um, there's not even talks of ever touching our camps or our Wesley foundations, which shows my generation and, and below and the younger generations that, that you all or we all are very serious about continuing to pour into our younger generations and um, to help them become leaders. I totally echo what you said, Molly. It's our diversity, it's our camps, our campus ministries. But the other thing I would say that makes Florida unique is we really are um, a combination of very different regions. Uh, North Florida, Central Florida, South Florida, and even there's a big difference between Southeast Florida versus Southwest Florida. And uh, I would just say that one of our challenges is because we're a state that is so uh, regionally oriented and each region is, is a very different place. We are not homogeneous. Uh, so in addition to the diversity that Molly talked about, there's diversity among very different perspectives about what it means to be a church, what it means to be on mission together. Um, and I think part of uh, one of our challenges is how do we uh, honor and respect and appreciate that diversity and the various voices and perspectives but also recognize that Florida is one of the places that has a growing part of the culture that has no interest in the church. That no matter how far open our doors or our minds or our hearts are, we must go out and reach new people in new ways. And so one of the exciting things for me is our Fresh Expressions movement, over 170 that have grown in these last few years from your leadership, Bishop Carter and others, who have said we've got to be church in new ways. And I think that reflects um, the kind of innovation that Florida's willing to do that we don't always see uh, throughout the denomination. And that to me is exciting and it means we have a lot uh, to live for and to invest in for our future. Yeah. So just maybe one uh, final reflection. Uh, you both uh, have talked about the camp, Warren Willis camp just as an example of something that was important to you. So uh, not talking so much about the camp, but what was it that happened in your life that was so important there? Can you, can you, can you express what happened in you? What was it? Uh, for me, um, it was at camp that I really felt like someone saw me saw the depth of who God had created me to be and called out in me gifts to be used. Um, and that was life-changing, um, to be seen and to be valued and to believe that what I have to offer the church is important. Um, that was a transforming moment in my life. I would go along with Alex on that. Um, it was truly a place where in my awkward middle school days and then even high school um, that I had a group of people that truly showed me um, the love of Christ and, and poured into me. And um, it was just one of the places where you felt safe um, to share things going on in your life um, and to, to feel comfortable sharing things and, and not, not have that, that feel of being judged or how will they look at me. Um, and they also really taught me um, just how to not only care about myself, but to care about others um, and, and why community is so important. Well, thank you, Molly. Thank you, Alex, uh, for the conversation, for who you are. 
uh, for your leadership uh, in our church. Uh, and thank those of you who are listening uh, to this podcast and God's blessings. Thank you.